Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time, as we are going to be breaking down the Super Bowl and talking a little bit of futures, because uh, we're all about the gambling on this podcast, as you know. So we're going to look ahead to some 2021 and 2022 futures uh, as to who we think we're going to win the Super Bowl, or maybe not necessarily win the Super Bowl, but who's got the best odds. Uh, joining me to uh, finish off the season, uh, Bill Needles. How the heck are you, Bill? I am fantastic, thank you. All right, great to have you with us. Uh, also rounding out our trifecta, as always, Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? I'm doing well. I'm, uh, you know, just uh, coming down off of a little bit of a, a disappointment of a football game, but that's okay. Yeah, I, it, it, I mean, it was fun if you like uh, defensive schemes and uh, cool, entertaining taunts. Uh, yeah. perhaps too many penalty flags, although I don't necessarily think they were unwarranted except for maybe one. I don't think the penalties were as big of a deal as people were making it out to be. Um, no, I'm a Chiefs fan trying to argue that, oh, we would have won the game if not for the officials. It's just simply not credible. You scored nine points. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't score a touchdown for pretty yeah, much yeah. the first time yeah, in Mahomes' yeah. existence. Yeah, so. Yeah, gotta, you've got you've to score a touchdown. Otherwise, we can't say, well, you should have won. Very, uh, very, uh. Very incredibly. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it was just, it, yeah, bizarre game. Not necessarily the game we expected. I mean, it was, there was, uh, I mean, a lot of fun stuff. The, uh, I, I, I'll just bring it up now. I can't believe a fan fucking ran on the field in that game, you guys. I don't remember. All the games, like, when was the last time a fan went on the field in the Super Bowl? It's been a long time. Of all the games for security to be asleep at the switch it's yeah. the game during the pandemic i yeah, i yeah. couldn't and believe it they don't show it on tv but you could tell by the announcers the guy was making people miss yeah, yeah. yeah. Kept, some of the stadium kevin things harlan came did, yeah kevin harlan did the radio call and he was sort of like calling it like it was an exciting run play and uh, yeah yeah uh, it was something I remember he did that another time where, like, because somebody else ran out in the field. It was in a regular season game, though, and I remember the game was trash, so Harlan got, like, the most excited when the guy ran on the field because he's like, hey, something to talk about. (laughs) And I love Kevin Harlan, but, like, I mean, I don't know. I know that they, like, they cut away. It's, you know, from that sort of thing, which... Quite frankly, they should do, but yeah, I just came up. After I came on last podcast, and I don't remember, and unfortunately I couldn't find it, but I remember ripping on Bodog for having the odds of will a fan run out of the field be minus 1,600. And I was like, like, no, it was minus 1,600. I was like, this needs to be 16,000 or some garbage, I said, and then someone ran on. I was just like, no fucking way. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Like, if, if, if there's someone that placed, like, a $10,000 bet on yes, mm-hmm. we have, like, we have to see whether this is it's the same guy. Like, yeah. there has to be an investigation. Because <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. uh, really I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I say to myself, I understand why someone would run out of the field during a sporting event. You're going to get arrested. There's going to be a trespass charge, all that stuff. But, like, if you bet 10,000 to 1 on yourself to do it, maybe it's worth it, is all I'm saying. Yeah, if you can get ahead on the court charge, you come out ahead after the court charges, I'm sure you'll be yeah. fine. And like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, a few things were, like, just as, as a darker side note to this. Um, I, I remember I was listening to uh, one podcast this week. I don't remember which one because, obviously, I listened to several Super Bowl pods. But, you know, someone was saying, why do they cut away? And from, you know, guys like that and, 
because it is funny. And remember, in like the '70s and the '80s, there was Morgana the Kissing Bandit, who was uh, you know referenced in one of the greatest Simpsons episodes of all time. And you know they never used to cut away from her. And why did they stop doing it? And I was like, I don't know. Probably had something to the time, something to do with the time a fan ran onto the court in a tennis game and stabbed Monica Seles. That's probably yeah. the reason, right? You well, know, like, I, I, yeah, I think well, that's that's definitely part of it. I think the main thing is just like people do that in order to you know be on TV and be famous. Yeah. So don't give them what they want, and that's you know that's essentially it. Obviously, Precisely. the vast majority of people who do that have no intention of hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's just the odd psychopath, right? Just, yeah. yeah, just well, a. Why are you chancing it? Of course, if you're if you're security, and b. Once the person's out there, like okay, all this person wants to do is be famous, so we're going to stop this person from mm-hmm. being famous. Yeah. Um, the fact that there's we only know of one person who ran out on the field a few times is uh, is probably a good thing. Like, do we want someone else who's famous for doing that all the time? Like, it's, no. yeah, we're just uh, not uh, not not the best. Now, what I like about that Simpsons reference, of course, is that Morgana the Kissing Bandit made three appearances in that game, as if to say <laughs> yeah. they just put her back into the stands and let her come run out of the field. <laughs> and there was also the 98-yard triple reverse for a touchdown. <laughs> return of Jim Brown. <laughs> oh, Doctor! <laughs> what a great game. Oh. That would have been the greatest football game ever played, of course. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Which is not what we got last Sunday, unfortunately. Yeah. But, no, no, we <laughs> yeah. did not get the astonishing return of Jim Brown or mm-hmm. anybody else. No. Um, yeah. No, the closest thing we got was the astonishing return of Patriots' Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, that was good. Which, I, I had a ticket that was all three of our locks. All three of our locks were total field goals over one and a half. That was me. Took to the end and almost ended up being a bad beat on the one because uh, I believe Suckup made a second field goal with, I don't know, most of the second quarter left. And then there was the offside call that made it a first down and they scored the touchdown. And that was when I was like, ooh, it's getting a little hot in here. Anybody else? (laughs) It's getting a little hot. Uh, Craig, you had Gronk first TD 12 to 1. Man, we we could not have been on the internet and on social media more pumping that one up. And uh, Billy, you uh, your lock four net touchdown, and he ripped off that one right at the. That was that was probably when the game was actually over. I didn't think the game was was over until uh, they completely uh, the the Chiefs came away with nothing at the beginning of the fourth quarter. There, I still thought they had if they'd have scored seven there, and then you know maybe got a quick defensive stop. I thought, well, maybe it's still Patrick Mahomes, uh, but uh, in in. You know, realistically, it was when Fournette ripped off that, like, 30-yard touchdown, 27-yard touchdown run. And, uh, yeah, that, that that pretty much sealed it. He had a hell of a game, Leonard Fournette. Uh, and, Billy, you were right for being all over him for a lot of your props and whatnot. Yep, that worked out well. I, I think Tampa Bay needed – and they got it. Like, they were five yards of carry from him and Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, should have uh, had the, the – uh... Fortitude to bet Rob Gronkowski first touchdown and Rob Gronkowski score two touchdowns. I had a profitable Super Bowl, but it could have been better because mm-hmm. I was talking all about how I think Rob Gronkowski is going to have a big game, and he sure did. Yep. Uh, did you guys have any bets you wanted to talk about that were either good or somewhat, you know, like maybe you took a bad beat or something you want to talk about? Or Well, the, the one that I wanted to talk about, and I, I invested a lot of money in this one that didn't pay, was sacks, and I wound up getting a line at five. Okay. Oh, yes. I did want to bring this up. Go ahead. Yes. Like, I, I have a feeling looked, where you, I know where you're going with this. Proceed. If you looked at the way this game went mm-hmm. and the fact that Mahomes was running for his life seemingly every second play, 
you probably would have thought the five sacks would have got there, especially because Tom Brady got sacked once. So, okay, the Chiefs can't block anybody, and Mahomes is running for his life every play. Brady gets sacked once. I just need four sacks. And not only did I not get it, I didn't even get a sweat for it at the end of the game because they maxed out at three. I didn't mm-hmm. even get a sweat for my push. It was, uh, it was bad. I really, I mean, really thought Mahomes was, gonna... was running for his life every play, but it, it is so hard to keep him out of the pocket, and he has the arm strength to throw it through the end zone from almost anywhere yeah. on the field. And that's, yeah. that's the thing. There was a couple of different times when he was going down, and by all rights should have been down, and any other quarterback would have been. But he's able to throw the ball with such authority while falling that he's able to take risks that uh, the other guys wouldn't be able to. So <laughs> there was that, that one play. That it was in- situation. It was incomplete, but he was, yeah, he was probably most of the way horizontal, and he sidearms yeah. it. And yeah. I think it was Damian Williams that just... It was Dar- Daryl Williams could have caught that ball. Like, that Darryl was like... Williams. Yeah, hit him in the, right in the chest. Yeah. And if he had, that would have been, like, not from the perspective, of course, of uh, of game uh, of, of game alteration, but from the perspective of the incredible of play, that would have been the greatest touchdown in the history of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh but it uh, didn't go go that way. Yeah, I just I really really thought that uh, they were going to be uh, they were going to be in a spot where there was going to be more sacks. And uh, if again, if you just watched the tape of the game, you would have thought to yourself, "Oh yeah, I'm sure there's five in here," and there just wasn't. Yeah, somebody posted on Twitter uh, a shot of like it, I'm pretty sure it was 11 plays. They're like, "Here are 11 plays." And it was just a still shot, and it's Patrick Mahomes getting either dragged down by three people or four people near him or whatever. And it's like, these are 11 plays where Patrick Mahomes did not take a sack. And I was like, oh, God, that's amazing. You mentioned that, like, that horizontal sideways flick that went for, like, 40 yards on a dime and hit, hit Damian Williams right in the face. That play reminded me of, you remember some of the older versions of Madden that we used to play in high school where – as great as it was, there were still some kind of things that were like, this is bullshit. And one of the bullshit things was like, you could take a 17 step drop and where your quarterback would be literally running backwards. And then if your receiver got open, all you had to do was push Y and your, <laughs> and your quarterback, you know, or you push Y or triangle or whatever. And your quarterback would throw an 80 yard pass on a dime while running backwards across the field. Cause that's just the way the video game was programmed. Right. Uh, you know, obviously that's not possible in real life, except Mahomes kind of did it on Sunday a couple of times. It was like, Whoa, uh, it just uh, didn't hit the receiver in the face mask. The other thing I wanted to bring up about the sacks thing craig was um i had four and a half there were the three on mahomes and the one on brady and we also mentioned that there was the uh you know the 11 times patrick mahomes was basically within a blade of grass of getting sacked again how come the there was the one play where there was a snap right over Tom Brady's head, and he had to run back seven yards, fall on it, and then one of the bucks touched him and he went down and why does that not go in the books as a sack because since Brady never had possession of the ball, it's not considered a situation where he was in the pocket looking to pass. Mm. It's basically um, Brady winds up recovering a fumble for negative however many yards is is how that play. Yeah, I can't say I agree with it, but I guess, I guess. Football's got a lot of rules, you guys. Uh, The other bad beat, uh, last week I was on this podcast and I said, hey, Every year, the long con bet, 20 to 1, the offensive lineman to score a touchdown. And it was there. It was in his hands. And and a lot of people say he dropped it. He didn't drop it. It was a great play by the the defensive back who came back and swatted it out of the offensive lineman's hand. Now, 
Obviously, the offensive lineman didn't have the like the the you know wrought iron grip that a yeah. wide receiver might have, but at the same time, he didn't drop it; he caught it, and the guy swatted it out of his hand. But oh, baby, it was there for me. It was so there, and I've I've since forgotten the offensive lineman who dropped it. If he'd have caught it, that's a name I remember for forever, right? Like I'm like 20 years from now, I'm like or like bouncing my grandkids on my knees, or hopefully 30 years from now, my daughter's still pretty young. Uh, 30 years from now, I'd be bouncing my grandkid on my knee, going, "Let me tell." you about this offensive lineman for the Chiefs back in 2020, yeah. right? <laughs> and that's after missing the bet 29 years in a row. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I would have been like, I said, I told everybody on this podcast I used to have, you know, this is the year I'm going to start doing it, and in the first year it came through, right? Oh, man. Um, do they push the one-yard touchdown to uh, or to minus to the minus 200 zone next year, gents? It was 190 this year, and there was one – uh, the Antonio Brown had a one yard touchdown and Ronald Jones also got stuffed at the half yard line, uh, which twice. was a great play. Yeah. I got stuffed at the one yard line twice. So, uh, I don't know. The juice on that has got to depend a little bit on the team's plan. You know, mm-hmm. if you, I think they're, they're going to pay you less if it's a high flying offense or sorry, less if it's a, a run first offense. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the big payouts that happened in this game, the chiefs to not score a touchdown in the super bowl. What do you guys think that was? Just have a punt. It's got to be like plus 3000. Mm-hmm. I was going to say 25 to one. So 40 to one. Wow. wow. 40 to one chiefs to not score a touchdown in the, in the football game. I think that that was the biggest, uh, the, the, they had a huge loss. Vegas had a huge loss on, Gronkowski to score the first TD at 12 to one. That was apparently from what I read was the second biggest. uh, Basically that was the second worst case scenario for who could score the first touchdown for Vegas. The uh, number one was uh, if Mahomes ran in a, in the first touchdown. So if the, if the, Chiefs had to have been at the one yard line and Mahomes had to like bootlegged in for a rushing touchdown. That was worst case scenario, but Gronk scoring the first TD at 12 to one ended up being like a seven figure loss for, uh, for Vegas, um, yeah, there, there, there's some good, uh, there were some good ones out there. <laughs> I, I think the worst call I had, I had some, I had some bad calls. The worst call I had was uh, Scotty Miller over 20, 20 and a half receiving yards, and I'm just like, did he even play? <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he got a carry. Here's the thing about that bet is I thought it'd be a situation where there would be more times when Tampa Bay would need to get some yardage, mm-hmm. and that just didn't happen. Um, Evans and Godwin combined for three catches in this game. Was it three? Yeah. Evans was one for 31 and Godwin was two for nine. And Godwin caught like those two passes in, I think the first quarter. Cause I, cause I also had Godwin over seven and a half catches or whatever it was. And he had like two. And I remember thinking this is going to be easy. And then he never got the ball. (laughs) He never caught the ball again for the rest of the game. Well, it was just a situation where they, um, didn't need to throw. No. No. Didn't need to throw. Five yards. Five yards I, 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 I just didn't think that Tampa Bay was going to be in that situation. And like, if you had told someone before the game, Edmonds and Godwin combined for three catches, you'd bet your house house on Kansas City by three touchdowns. Like, I think if you just show the stats, uh, yeah, if you just show the stats, like if you don't get touchdown, but if you just look at the catching and yardage totals of yeah. the of the of the Bucks receivers, you would have thought the Chiefs won this game by thirty points. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because you'd have said to yourself, they're like they're just the, the the numbers are just not there. Obviously, Kansas City's defense had a great game plan. 
but they got enough yards and Kansas City never scored. So mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah. yeah. Well, although look at it this way, like they settled for three field goals and they went for it and didn't get it. If those were three touchdowns and they didn't go for it and they kicked a field goal there, we're talking a tie game. Like those field goals getting three and not seven is what killed them. If they could have got seven there, this is as good a football game as any. Well, yeah. they get seven of those. It's 20. It's 21. They're still down 10. Right. But then they wouldn't need to go for it. They would kick oh. a field goal and they'd be down a touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, they needed to do more in the red zone. There's no way around that. Although yeah, I, I sure. think those field goals were pretty long. I don't even know if they made it to the red zone. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. They just, like uh, it was between the between the 30s that they. It's because Todd Bowles did an incredible job. And, and and here's the thing. And and look, people were killing Mahomes on Twitter, but like I don't understand that at all. But sorry, I want to I want to come back to that. But, Craig, but, go ahead. I was going to say like pick a quarterback in the history of the NFL and like you know name the guy in that year like you know 2007 Tom Brady, 2000 whatever Peyton Manning, or you know 19. Oh four Vic or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, but like. If you're like trying to figure the best possible quarterback to put in that situation, like let's be honest here, it's probably 2020 Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and that wasn't enough. So, yeah, like I, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't know. Like, what do you, what, what do you do if you're if, if if you're Mahomes? Your offensive line just got overwhelmed. You had bad luck there. If Schwartz and Fisher both play in that game, uh, look, I don't know if the result is different. I don't know if a different team wins, but wins, but Mahomes is not under nearly as much pressure. Bowles is able to get pressure with four guys with stunts on a somewhat regular basis. Vita Vea um, was was huge in this game. Uh, he was really really good. Obviously Barrett and uh, uh, Barrett and JPP were as well. Um, and because of that, this is um, this was a game that I, I just don't think that any quarterback was going to have a chance to win. And Todd Bowles deserves a ton of credit for that. They also, they didn't blitz a lot. But when they did, they got there and they were impactful. Yeah, I... I just I don't understand this is this is one of those ones where it's you know the I, I don't want to say it's the analytics guys versus the 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 eye test guys but this this is one of those examples you can kind of look at Mahomes' stats are not great he he was 26 for 49 with 207 like two 270 yards and had the two picks one of which was a desperation pick at the end of the game but I mean if you just watch that game the guy was running for his life he left it all out on the field he did everything he could in like just anything possible to try to get his team to win that game. A couple of times he hit guys in the freaking mask on like he had not one, but two passes that were the guy standing in the end zone bounce off their face right into the, you know, and it just, he was, I thought, I thought he was phenomenal given the circumstances of, of the game where he was. And like, I remember reading, someone had a stat that they posted. One of those next gen stat guys posted a stat that was something like, it was yards traveled by the quarterback before a throw. And for Tom Brady, it was something like 32 yards he traveled before he threw the ball. And for Patrick Mahomes, it was like 457 or some garbage. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was... Brady, it was... Brady, barely to, Brady barely had to move all night. Now, of course, if you're winning and mm-hmm. you're in the ball a ton and things like that, you're, you're okay. You know, it's, it's not bad. But mm-hmm. Brady barely had to move. Yeah. Uh, if you believe in, uh, if you're one of those guys who believes in sports momentum, uh, that took a hit in this game because uh, what more momentum could you get than having a goal line stance? Uh, but then the Chiefs followed up that goal line stance with a uh, three and out, 
and then one of the best punts of all time that was erased from a penalty, and then one of the worst punts in the history of the Super Bowl. So, yeah, yeah that was... Well, uh, Did they not have a really strong special teams going into this? Because the punting was obviously terrible. Yeah, I don't... That was a thing that crept up late, yeah, I guess. And and the thing about the Kansas City punting situation is like... Mm-hmm. Not a lot of reps. Here, and we never would have known. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Like, they, don't, they, yeah. Didn't, they didn't really have to do that very much. Yeah, but Ta- Townsend was... That was a thing that some of the deep, deep analytics guys uh, were talking about, but was that Townsend had been secretly terrible, but, like, only during the playoffs, I think. Um, and Because uh, uh, what's-his-face brought it up is... Um, come on now. Uh, Romo. Romo brought it up, right? And in that uh, that... Townsend was kind of a little, he was a little weaker in that game, but, uh, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? Just kind of a, kind of a weird one. And they, they didn't lose the game because of their punter. And, you know, I'll take a chance to, to destroy a punter if I can. Um, so what does this do for Brady vis-a-vis, uh, Bilicek and also, um, uh, do we do we shift the focus? The, the 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 last couple of days, there's been heavy talk of is Tom Brady the the goat of of all goats? I guess to say is he the greatest of all time of the members who are the greatest of all time? Uh, where are you on this argument, Craig? Well, uh, to me, if you were going to say that Brady wasn't the best guy ever, you had one argument, mm-hmm. which was look, all these other great quarterbacks, Elway, Manning. Not so much Montana because he played most of his career with Bill. Breeze either but, wouldn't be on this. Uh, yeah, wouldn't be yeah. on that list. Yeah. Uh, well, they had the, they had this incredible coach, this coach that created this ecosystem that really helped them, and no one had a coach and an ecosystem that helped them more than Tom Brady because Belichick was just brilliant when it came to cycling through guys, trading down to the draft, finding unheralded talent, things like that. So Brady's team success was because of Belichick, not just because of Brady. That was the argument you had. Tom Brady just went to a new team and won the Super Bowl <laughs> with no spring training or whatever you want to call yeah. it. No, no yeah. training camp. No, nothing. One, yeah. Yeah. One can argue that Tom Brady went to this team with the thought process of, Hey, I think they're a quarterback away from being really good. And I think that we all agreed with Tom Brady's thought process, but as soon as he gets out of the Belichick ecosystem that we were just talking about, he goes and has the most, team success one could possibly have and further to that was he one of the five best quarterbacks in the nfl this year like how many guys seasons would you take over him who played quarterback the guy from kansas city the guy from green bay is there anyone else here instantly like oh yeah no that guy was better uh russell wilson started russell hot wilson, but he half of course was better his yeah. second half was um, yeah, was less so, which has led to some, let's say, friction. <laughs> between, but this yeah. is not a situation where you had a team where it's like, well, they got it all figured out except quarterback, and then a new quarterback comes and, and does well. This is a team that was mediocre. Uh, like, yeah, and like, they were wandering yeah. for an identity, and their identity became, oh, yeah, we're the team that Tom Brady's the quarterback for. That became how, their identity. Yeah. Right? How many years in a row did we come on this podcast, Craig, and do our futures pod and be like, watch out for them bucks? And then the Bucks would disappoint every year, and we would lose money on them to the point where, like, when we were in the fourth or fifth year of this podcast, we had to swear ourselves off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because it was, we were just like, we can't lose any more money on the Bucks, and and this underachieving is is it's too much, right? Like, and, and the issue was, 
and look, this isn't the only issue because not only does Tom Brady come in, but you bring in Gronk and you, they knock their first two draft picks out of the freaking park with Tristan mm-hmm. Wirfs and Antoine Winfield Jr. Like you had, you have a draft class that can change the trajectory of your franchise and Tampa Bay had one. Um, but there, there, the issue was, and, and people that work for that team, people that play on that team, we've also had this publicly. There becomes a lack of belief in the building because the team hasn't been good in two decades. When Tom Brady says, oh, no, I'm on that team now, the belief in the building completely turns around because, well, our quarterback's Tom Brady. We're going to be good. We're going to figure this out. When has a team whose quarterback is Tom Brady ever been not good? And they were good. They were real good. Yeah, yeah I think you have to have the, the greatest – like. To me, like, obviously LeBron is disgusting, but uh, he's so good. But that's one of, you know, however many people on a basketball team. Tom Brady is one of, heck, how, like 40? Well, there's 50, 52 guys that that are, you know, in uniform. But obviously the number that actually impact the game is a lot uh, – mm-hmm. Is, is a lot smaller than that because that was that was one of the dumber arguments that i'd ever that i like listen there's people who are anti tom brady and i'm i'm kind of anti tom brady as uh in in terms of of what i believe he believes in and i guess that's the the best way of putting it but in in terms of his on field, like let's just talk about Tom Brady as 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 an on field performer. One of the dumber arguments I'd heard today was, well, you can't pick Tom Brady because he only played one half of the ball. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are we talking about here, guys? Like, is it <laughs> yeah, like, like like you can't you can't put him above Jordan because Tom Brady didn't play defense? And it's like, guys, <laughs> come on now, what are we talking about? <laughs> like like it's, like that's like, more impressive. Like he's well, yeah. playing safety. Yeah, like it just make like like are we gonna say take Nolan Ryan like like Nolan Ryan shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? Why? Well, he didn't have enough at bats, you guys. Yeah. Like like what the exactly. fuck are we talking about? The American League most of the time, they're the DH for God's sake. <laughs> exactly uh, right. Like what are we talking about? Like and then some of the other arguments that were funnier were like, well, let's get into the Olympics. Okay, let let's let's get uh, let's let's go to Usain Bolt, and it's like, yeah, Usain Bolt's probably the greatest athlete of all time. Like just in terms of like just physical capabilities of what a human being can do and uh you know and and friggin' just fastest man alive and all that but it's like come on now like i I mean we only pay attention to running every four years usain bolt is one of the coolest and greatest human beings who's ever lived but the super bowl is the fucking super bowl right like like, what what are you talking about here and then you know they'll go to michael phelps and i'm and i and like michael phelps got 37 gold medals or whatever it is i'm like yeah well if tom brady was allowed to win a super bowl for you know completing five yard or five touchdown games every time too it's just god like and it'd be like you know well well, phelps what was your favorite event of his was it the 50 was it the 100 was it the 200 you know (laughs) like it's just was it the time uh, he did? I, I, was it the time he did one lap in the pool, or the time he did two laps in the pool? Which one was your favorite? Right? Like I think, I, that, I think that the answer to this question is Usain Bolt, and I've got a reason for it. It's mm-hmm. that, look, not. I'll listen to Bolt. The swimming thing. There's too many disciplines yeah. in swimming for me to even consider that as here's, awesome as Michael Phelps was. Here's why I say it's Bolt. Mm-hmm. Every single person in the world. Well, I shouldn't say every single person, mm-hmm. but the vast majority of you know people that are not born with disability. Yeah, uh, have tried running at some point in their lives. Mm-hmm. Everyone has tried running. Basically, everyone, 
nearly everyone who's existed in the last however many years has tried running in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's tried hockey, not everyone's tried basketball, football, whatever it is. Everyone's tried running. And no one has been better at it than Usain Bolt. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's so much better than everyone else that's ever done it. It's very demonstrable how much better he is than that. That's why I think it's Bolt. It's just because, okay, we've all done this, and this is how it went. Uh, so that's why I would say it's Bolt. Um, Bolt, I'll, yeah, yeah, Bolt, I'll listen to because fastest man alive is is tough to. That's that's a hell of a claim, right? Like that's that's yeah. obviously a and hell of a claim. That, like to be that for well over half a decade. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, not only am I going to win the Olympic gold this time, but I'm going to go do it again. Like, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah. So I, I I think it's Bolt, um, mm-hmm. but it's. Uh, but uh, the Brady Jordan stuff, like you're never you're, you're never going to come up with a conclusive answer to such a debate. No. So what are we? What are we? You doing? can't even come up to a conclusive debate between LeBron and Jordan. So how are we going to do it yeah. across sports with these two things? Yeah. And exactly. then you know, like it's it's just like, but I mean, if there's a goat round Mount Rushmore, Tom Brady's on it. And if you don't like him because you know he he had. You know, he's kind of a, I'm going to be honest, Tom Brady's kind of a fucking weirdo in real life, right? Like, there's a lot of things that make him a, a, a weird, like, he would be the coolest human being on the planet if he wasn't so fucking weird, Tom Brady, honestly. Here's the, here's the and then there's the MAGA thing. hat thing, right? Which is just, yeah. you know, which obviously, thing. that's a whole Jordan other thing like, I don't want to get into. Yes, that, and no, we don't, nor do we have to. But, like, yeah. Jordan was a weirdo, too. Like, yeah. Like, but in terms like, of compet, like, but his, yeah, yeah, his, like, weirdo stuff made him cool. You know, Br- yeah. Brady's makes him fucking oh, weird. Yeah. Gonna, like, yeah. I want to bet against a security guard at the United Center just yeah. because I'm for someone to compete with about something. And we're going to, like, throw bottle caps into this can or whatever. Me and yeah. the random security guard that works for the United Yeah, like, if two ants were crawling across the ground, Michael yeah. Jordan would immediately look for someone to buy action on these two ants, yeah, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> I would think it's going to get there quicker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, but yeah, that, that's not a thing that, I'd, like, it's a fun thing to do, but it's not a thing a normal person does. That being said, I don't know if you guys saw the videos today of Tom Brady literally throwing the Lombardi trophy. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. That, that was pretty dope. And yeah. then he's obviously hammered out of his skull <laughs> yeah. because he gets back from the boat party. His buddy's carrying him, essentially, so he doesn't fall over. And Tom Brady steps off the boat, and he's like, Land! <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, it was it was nice to see tom brady actually kind of you know because like that that was like it was nice to see him show some kind of like that was at least a human side of tom brady because yeah. there was the, there was the, also the clip from the night before the super bowl where like the Tampa bay there, there's the one cell phone clip for i can't remember one of the dbs on posted this on his instagram of the the, the them getting ready in the locker room after they'd won the Super Bowl and everybody's partying and stuff. And Tom Brady was like cleaning out his locker room. And it was like, Tom Brady's like, yep, got to get ready to try to win number eight tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell, man? You just won, you know, like have some fun. So actually seeing him and Gronk. Yeah. It's actually seeing him and Gronk throwing the Lombardi around and just being goofballs. I thought was, was somewhat endearing and, and him just being like, well, who cares if I break it? I got six more of these, right? Exactly. <laughs> you can only throw that trophy. If the two of you combined, own yeah. 10, oh, sorry, 11 Super Bowl rings. Oh, eight, man. Yeah. So did I read correctly that Tom Brady has more Super Bowls than any team in NFL? Yeah. History? Y- 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 you yep. did. Yeah. No uh, franchise won seven Super Bowls yet. Here's Tom Brady. The Packers and the Steelers each have six, right? Is the no, uh, no. 
Yeah, Patriots and the Steelers each have six. Patriots and the Steelers, sorry. Yeah, Patriots and the Steelers each have six, and now Tom Brady has seven. So Tom Brady, yeah, has has more Super Bowls than... Uh, Cowboys have five, 49ers. Yeah. Have, Archie Manning sperm uh, has four. I saw that tweet. I wish I could give credit to... <laughs> I, wish I, could give, I wish I could give credit to whoever wrote that, because I don't remember. That's I don't want to take credit for that joke. That was someone on, on Twitter with, uh, where they wrote, yeah, it was Cowboys five, Frisco four... Broncos three, Archie Manning sperm four. <laughs> that was a great joke. I thought. Oh, uh, anything you guys want to mention about the Super Bowl before we uh, discuss a few of the futures that we like? No, I'm good. All right. So uh, obviously we got some some Super Bowl futures out. Um, I got five that I like. Now the five that I like are are all value picks, but uh, so so they're not. Guy, they're not teams that I think that you would automatically think off the top of your dome piece. Hey, these guys are, are, are going to the Super Bowl, but I like where they at are at right now in terms of value. Uh, let's just go through here. Let, let's do the first two rows. So I got the Chiefs plus 500, the Bucks plus 700 to repeat, Packers plus 1100, Bills 1400, Rams 1400, Niners 1400 as well. Uh, do any of those jump out at you guys as something you would like to grab right now? Because mm. to me, none of those are pretty. There, there's no value in those right now. And those are t- those are no. like the Rams are, yeah. are someone you would have wanted to get before the Stafford trade, right? Yes, I think that's true. Um, yeah, because I like. I think the Colts are going to have obviously another quarterback on their roster. They're sitting at plus twenty eight hundred right now. Yeah, hate that one. Um, now where are the Dolphins at? They're plus three thousand. The Miami Dolphins are a team that I have already placed money on. They're one of the five future bets that I have at plus three thousand. Right. Because Miami obviously, if, if if they trade for Deshaun Watson, yes, that number goes to what plus. 2000 plus 1500 like that 14 gets 15 16 yeah it goes yeah. to the teens i think yeah so they're one I, you got to get I, on them I, now if you put deshaun watson on that roster buffalo and the rams are at 14 are, are, are all plus 1400 i think you got to put the dolphins right there with them yeah you mentioned you mentioned the colts i also have the colts the colts are one of the other uh five that i've bet now they're not a deshaun watson destination because the Texans no. won't do but, but they are a if we somehow finagle a quarterback, we can. And and here's here's what you're betting on if you're betting on the Colts. There, you're betting on their defense being great again, which is a reasonable bet. Mm-hmm. And this is something that honestly, like I think, I don't know, I don't know if I heard anyone else talk about this before I was talking about it. But the idea of Frank Reich bringing Carson Wentz back to life, mm-hmm. that should have some level of appeal to the Colts. I think that Frank Reich could do it. Well, that's why we are getting uh, what there are have been in the past couple of days. Some Wentz is on the move rumors. Number one with a bullet, obviously, in terms of rumors is now the Indianapolis Colts. Craig, you were on that first. Give yourself a pat on the back. Uh, I also. um, But the things that have stalled that is apparently they're trying to get a Matthew Stafford. (laughs) uh, And and, and here's the thing. And Bill Barnwell tweeted out and I love Bill Barnwell. I think he's great. But he mm-hmm. tweeted out, you know, hey, you know, with the Stafford, uh, the Stafford deal, the, uh, the the Eagles should be expecting uh, to get a little bit more for Wentz. And I said, that's, you know, you're 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 right. The Stafford deal may have raised the price. However, if we're talking musical chairs here, um, there's one less seat, you know, mm-hmm. like there's one less team that's looking to acquire this quarterback. So therefore, there's one less team in the bidding. The Rams aren't bidding looking for a quarterback anymore. 
they mm-hmm. would have been before. Not that they would have been on Carson Wentz, but you, you know what I'm saying. Um, so, uh, like, who else is in the Wentz sweepstakes? Like, like you know, maybe New England, but probably mm-hmm. not. Um, well, the Chicago Browns apparently, or the Chicago Browns, Chicago Bears apparently were in it, which would just be all kinds of hilarious. It's not the spot you want that to happen. To me, if you're Carson Wentz, you want to go to a team with a little bit better yeah. offensive structure. Yeah, um, that would just so be hilarious the, for hilarious sake, though, if they swap out Foles and Wentz in Chicago. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I haven't heard any rumors to this effect, but if I were the Steelers, I'm at least like asking around. Mm-hmm. Aren't you? Like I, I, I they, think so. The, the, if, if the Steelers want to be taken seriously next year, they need a different quarterback. I just don't. I don't think there's any way around that. Yeah, I just I don't see Roethlisberger. I I think he'll be under center for the Steelers. I think you're probably right because like you know you can't really jettison the guy if he wants to come back. I mm-hmm. just think that they're going to win with him anymore. I think that's I think that is uh, that is done. No, uh, but the other... it, it, maybe it's time to draft somebody. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's also that. Uh, the other team that I would think that would should at least consider it as the Houston Texans if they have to trade Watson. Yeah, that's a... Well, I'm Wentz, I don't want to go there. If I'm Wentz, I badly want to go to the Colts. Yeah. Um, The Colts have some money to spend, too, and we'll talk... uh, There are some receivers that are really, really good football players that are going to be available this offseason. Godwin is, right? He just won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Godwin's a free agent. Juju Smith-Schuster's a free Mm -hmm. agent. Kenny Galladay's a free agent. Um... There are a couple others as well that are like, you know, really top of the line, game changing type of guys that uh, if you're the Colts, you add Wentz and one of them to the guys you've already got and you can uh, you can make some stuff happen. Uh, the Colts receivers, you might need to add two. T.Y.'s lost a couple steps. T.Y.'s mm-hmm. a free agent himself, so I don't know if yeah. he's going to be back. Yeah, like, yeah, if you can bring in that, like, that's the thing about Miami. Like, Miami's got a little bit of cap space, too. So if they were to if they were to do it, you know, yeah, and you can sign a receiver too. Will Fuller's yeah. another one. Yeah, if they were to if they were to you know make a trade for Watson and then maybe bring in a uh, a, a Godwin, you know that's that's all of a sudden they're Fuller they're is, off, right? The quarterback is another option. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's you know there's uh, there's definitely some things that you might be able to do there for sure. So we mentioned the Colts, we mentioned the Dolphins as teams that I like as part of my five. One of the other long shot teams that I like now the odds have significantly dropped on this. I placed the bet a couple of weeks ago. Before the Deshaun Watson to this particular team rumor started, and I messaged you this, Craig, but Carolina a week ago was plus eight eight thousand, so they were eighty to one to win the Super Bowl. That has dropped to fifty to one now. So kind of feel like I already won that slip. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're they're down to fifty to one. I don't obviously we we've missed the value on that. Uh, or at least uh, missed mentioning to the public the value on that one. Uh, they're going to be a little bit of a hipster. The, the, the two hipster teams that I think that everybody are going to be on, one is going to be Carolina, especially if they pull off a Deshaun Watson deal, and it certainly looks like they're going to. Um, the other is going to be the Cleveland Browns at plus 20, at uh, 22 to 1. I think that's going to be the overwhelming favorite for the public as far as finding kind of a mediocre um, – yeah, not, not mediocre. Mediocre is not the right word. A medium range kind of odds on a uh, on a team. I think so. I think the Cleveland Browns at twenty two to one are going to be very popular amongst the, uh, for lack of a better term, suckers uh, out there. Uh, what do you guys think about the Carolina at the fifty to one though, Bill? I mean, 
I'm not investing in that. But if they uh, mm-hmm. if they make some moves, I, I just don't. They make some moves. They get healthy for a year. I I still don't know if I like them at fifty to one. I think they um, need. I think they need a little more on defense. Mm-hmm. Like it still happen. That's why you want. But that's why I think you want to get it now. Right, because like, if like, we're we're talking about getting it now, because if you if you get it after, like maybe they have a really good draft and get some of that defensive help, like you just suggested, Craig, and then like maybe they make the trade for Watson and then draft, you know, or or sign a defensive guy or something like that. The odds are not going to be there for fifty to one if if that happens, right? In in fact, if they sign Deshaun Watson, they're going to drop to at least uh, thirty to one, right? At the very least, probably even lower than that. You would think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll still be the team that's considered third most likely to win the NFC South, even if they fair. get lots of. Fair, 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 fair. But uh, you know, this is why we we throw these out there. These these aren't like guaranteed. Yeah, we we we're just we're looking for value uh, ahead of time. City plus twenty two hundred is is. Like, I don't think Drew Brees is coming back. Yeah. Um, so are they under the assumption that the quarterback is Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, or does that not matter for their odds whatsoever? I I guess it doesn't. That's a horrible better. bet, though. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad, bad bet no matter what. If I'm the Saints, I would want that to be Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. I'm not running the Saints. I agree. A uh, couple other long shot ones that I like. Uh, one, a, a, I think this team is a stealth candidate for Deshaun Watson that we're kind of not talking about. The Las Vegas Raiders at 55-1. to 1. I, I kind of like them as a long shot. Like if they could pull off Derek Carr and some something for three or whatever for something. Yeah. For, for Deshaun Watson. Now all of a sudden they, they might be, you know, they might be right there. That's all I know. So I, I just at the 55 to one, that's, that's a team that I kind of like that. Again, they might be a stealth candidate for Deshaun Watson. And I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that if, like Watson is going to get moved, and I was talking about this this afternoon. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about second, but if it happens, it's going to be Miami. Okay. Because no one has more stuff to trade than Miami. It's true. They've got two at Tagovailo. They've got the third overall pick in the draft, ironically, thanks to Houston. Mm-hmm. They've got their own pick in the draft. They've got Houston's second <laughs> pick in the draft. Um. To me, if you're Houston and you're just looking to get assets, why not just get the assets back you traded for Tunsil? Um, yeah, plus you get Tagovailoa out of the deal, or it, that, that just I think that that's the spot. That's the spot. Mm-hmm. And that Miami team, they they need another. I think they need another playmaker. But you know the Brian Flores defense, and they've got a bunch of really good guys in that defense. You'll get Watson. That's a Super Bowl team. That is a team that is good enough to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. What would have Carolina's odds dropped to? Because we talked about the 80 to 1 down to 50 to 1 just from the Deshaun Watson rumors. What would their odds have been if that rumored Matthew Stafford package that they had offered was there, which I believe it was, uh, I believe it was Bridgewater the and the pick. number seven. Yeah, yeah, it was the or seventh or, you know, they're the, they have the eighth pick. It's Detroit. Yeah, the Lions have the seventh. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was the eighth pick, Bridgewater, and a fifth for Stafford. I think they'd be like plus 2,000 right now. Yeah, I was going to say 22, that type of range, right? Yeah, they and don't I, drop they, to where the Rams are, yeah. where they're 14, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. Mm. Um, uh, the last long shot that I like, that I, I, I'm suggesting everybody gets now, because if they make some sort of move, these odds are going to be cut probably by down to a third of what they are now. But the Washington football team at 60-1, to 1, you guys. Cool. 
If they can somehow, this offseason, finagle some sort of quarterback, they 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 might be prime. If they can finagle some sort of a quarterback, they might be prime for a run. And and I, I I don't like when when the division odds come out, I'm I'm gonna be looking at them to potentially repeat because that you know the I I don't see the the NFC East getting any better and they are probably even without a quarterback going to be the best team in that division next year. So the and we've seen this before with teams like we 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 saw it with the. Uh, with the Seahawks, the, the the Pete Carroll Seahawks, where they made the playoffs with that seven and nine thing, and then looked good. And um, not only that, but uh, which team? Uh, remember the other team that uh, backed into hosting a playoff game and won in the first round. Now they made a significant quarterback up, upgrade. To be clear, mm-hmm. but when the Broncos did that, they won the AFC West that year. They won the AFC West the next four seasons in a row after yeah. the team season. Yeah, they went out and signed Peyton Manning in the middle of that, so that kind of. So changed. yeah, that's part of the that that's part of the equation for this sixty to one coming through though is they make some sort of adjustment at the quarterback position. But I I think this is a good one where you want to get on this sixty to one right now, um, and then hope that they they upgrade the quarterback position in in just some kind of fashion. Maybe they maybe they they find a third rounder or something that just turns into something a la Russell Wilson. Obviously, that's asking a lot, but. I'm. I'm just. I think that team is is primed to do something if they can somehow, some way, uh, finagle a quarterback this offseason. That that's what I think. So I like. So the, those are my kind of long shots: is the Colts, the Dolphins, the Raiders, the football team, and the Panthers. Those are the those are the ones that I think I kind of like. I'm, their. Yeah. I more than I like. Go ahead. Um, this is a team that uh, had a lot of talent on paper coming mm-hmm. into the season, and they were just decimated by injuries. All over the roster. Mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys at plus 33. <sighs> See, here's my problem with that. I, and I don't think you're off base, but here's here's my problem with why I don't like the odds on the thirty on the 33-1. to 1. Dak, if he's playing, is going to be somewhat hobbled because that was not a small injury. That was a gruesome, gross injury that, that we watched happen. The other thing was... If not for a insanely miracle, crazy law uh, win against like all time never going to happen again win against the Falcons, even with Dak, they would have been one in five. Yeah, I just look at the defense and think to myself that defense was decimated by injuries. The offensive line was decimated by injuries. Mm-hmm. I just think you wipe out the whole season. Okay. And I thought that th- that roster was good enough to compete for the Super Bowl coming into this season, and then everyone started getting hurt all over the place. We'll see what they do in this offseason. They don't have a lot of money to spend. Most teams don't have a lot of money to spend. But that's that's just one that I thought to myself. Eh, if, if you it's not terrible. The, yeah, yeah, if you I'm thought just... the roster was good enough to win last year, which I did, I think you can kind of wipe away what we just saw in 2020 because every single thing that could have gone against them did. Hmm. Do you have any uh, you like here, Billy? Your Vikings are 50-1. to 1. What do you think on them? I... You know what? Young defense that got a lot better at the end of the season, yeah. so I don't particularly hate it. Um, but it, I don't know; it just seems so unlikely at fifty to one. I mean, at those odds, yeah, it's not bad. I think they're better than fifty to one, but I'm still not betting it. <laughs> There's only one team, gentlemen, one team that has worse odds than the New York Jets. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who have combined for three wins this year, you guys will be picking one and two in the draft, respectively. 
and the Houston Texans, who are going to have to trade away a generational, and that term is overused, a generational quarterback they're going to have to trade away because they've pissed them. The, the, the front office and the people who, who run that team who uh, and, and the person who runs that team is, is some sort of preacher, like some sort of former preacher Jack or whatever. Who's, yeah, he's a former chaplain. The entire, like, the fact yeah. that this man has power for an NFL franchise, which is like, you know, worth a couple of yeah. billion dollars, is just the most bizarre thing that you could possibly come up with. Yeah, and, and there's only one team that has worse odds than those three franchises. It is my Detroit Lions, you guys. Woohoo! 125 to 1! <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm gonna go cry now. now oh mercy let the tankathon begin ah we've been here before if you were, if you were wondering about which which team is gonna have someone bite somebody else this year the line <laughs> oh god what a bunch of garbage that was the Broncos, uh, are, Broncos are plus eight thousand um yeah which yeah now that's one i i other than miami I think mm-hmm. they're the team that they get Watson. They yeah, that eighty to one's not too bad. I'm I'm I might just place a I might place a nickel on the Broncos as we as we kind of speak right now just for funsies. Just because yeah, if they if they're able to uh, if they're if they're able to finagle a quarterback as well, they're they're to me they're the same as Washington. If they can just kind of get a quarterback, they're they're good to go, right? The only problem that Denver has is in they're in the same they're in the same division as Kansas City, and that's a yeah, tough go. yeah. But uh, who knows for Can- maybe Kansas City has the weird year from hell next year. I mean, their their quarterback's already going for toe surgery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we the teams that lose the Super Bowl often have that year, so I guess we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, uh, the, the, yeah. The, the Super Bowl hangover has been replaced with the year from hell. It seems to be for for one of the Super Bowl teams, right? Well, the Niners. It, it was obvious in like week two. Like, oh, they're screwed. Yeah, like just yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, because I came on this. You got to worry about that Super Bowl hangover. And Craig, you correctly pointed out, hey, Super Bowl hangover is not really a thing, but it it's it really isn't. But it's kind of been replaced with the like. Oh, we're all horribly injured. <laughs> like, because yeah. like a couple of the years that you, you, we were taught when we were talking about the Super Bowl hangover, we sort of went for the Super Bowl losers and what they had done the next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of the years we sort of wrote off as like, well, you can't blame them. Just the entire roster got hurt. Uh, but maybe that's just the thing that happens to you. The entire roster gets hurt. It certainly happened to the 2020 49ers. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh Last what, last thing I wanted to mention on the uh, the, the futures before we wrap up here is mm-hmm. Bodog uh, is offering bets as far as where Russell Wilson is going to play to start next season. Yeah, Which, like, if based off of off, one tweet, yeah, now, the Seahawks are minus eleven hundred. Yeah, so like, they're the heavy favorites. But you got Vegas on there, Dallas, Washington football team, San Francisco, which makes zero sense. Denver's plus twenty two hundred, which like if I had to cut off a finger to make that happen. I think, uh, <laughs> Uh, I give up no. a pinky. Yeah. <laughs> I give up an offhand pinky for Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I give up my left pinky for Russell yeah. Wilson traded to Denver, like right. I'm not saying no right away. That's, that's yeah. what I'm, I'm yeah. not saying right away. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a spot that uh, is is interesting if things are getting that ugly that there's trade odds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 based off of like something he kind of said in an interview where he was just like, it, which, which to me was less of, I want the hell out of here, and and more, you know, give me a little help here, right? Like I'm tired of running for my life, right? Like I like it here, but come on now, like, oh, like, 
help me out, which is not an unreasonable request. He's not going full Deshaun Watson. I think it was just Russell Wilson just being like, come on, let's let's address this issue we've had for the last two or three years where I can play yeah, really okay. well for the first six they've weeks and then the I start getting hell beat out of me. Yeah. That's one of the problems. So that's, mm-hmm. that's already done. So we'll see what things look like going forward. Yeah. Uh, also, just speaking of quarterbacks that are upset, I just wanted to mention that conversation we had this afternoon, Pierce, before we wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Schefter, oftentimes the tweets look like he's like writing them on behalf of Deshaun Watson's agent. Yes. But, like, sometimes the insiders do this. Like there's the very infamous Darren Dreger, Mitch Marner incident. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they do it and it's easy to call them out because you're just like, this is ridiculous. But Adam Schefter is often not critical towards the way NF- NFL franchises are run, even though there's many that are run terribly. But he, like, every chance he gets, he's like, well, the Texans, this, this looks pretty bad, doesn't it? The thing is, you can't really call him on it. Because when he, when he says stuff like, well, this is ridiculous, the Texans are firing people who are friends of Deshaun Watson for no reason. Like, you can't call him on it because, well, this is objectively true. The Texans are a terribly run franchise, so, like, I can't be mad at you for saying this. It just, he just has a little bit of a different standard for the Texans than he does for some other crappily run NFL franchises. So I just, I, I found that part to be interesting. Yeah, it, 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 it's shameful what they got going on in, in Houston right now, and they, they seem to be pretty toxic and, and horrible and kind of are deserving what they get because they've got a, and I said it earlier, generational's overused, but this guy's a generational quarterback, and well, he wants were, out. I'll ask both of you. If you were listing the most valuable trade guys in the NFL, like who you would give up the most for, who you give up the second most for, Moses, obviously Mahomes, and nothing that happened on Sunday changed that. No. I'll ask both of you, is Watson second? I would think so, because he hasn't even been given his big boy contract just yet. So oh, he's... No, he, has it, he has it, but the Texans have already paid out all the bonuses. True. Oh, so even with the, with the bonuses are gone. So, yeah, with, 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 without a doubt. I mean, maybe you could make an argument, Justin Herbert, because of yeah, what he did last year. There's a Justin Herbert conversation. Bill, I don't know who, yeah. who, you would, who you would say. Is it Watson? Is it Herbert? But, like, Watson's yeah. in the top three or four at the very worst. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. like to see Watson with a little bit better of a surrounding cast just to see how he does. But yeah, I, I mean, he's obviously a phenomenal talent. Yeah. And like, you know, the, 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 the Andre Hopkins years, Hopkins years are pretty good rather. And just, yeah. So I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. when Andre Johnson comes out and starts saying that, like, you know, he obviously longtime Houston Texan, when he yeah. comes out and starts yeah. saying stuff along the lines of, Hey man, you should, you should get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Don't waste your career good. like I did. Yeah. 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 This isn't good, man. You, you gotta, you gotta leave that place. Like when he starts coming out and saying stuff like that, you know, that uh, things are, uh, things are tough. Mm. Uh, Bodog also released the, uh, who will perform at the Super Bowl next year odds. Uh, Drake, Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, Cardi B, and Miley Cyrus are the only ones given odds right now. Um, now I'm not young, hip and edgy, but I don't know. That should probably be either Cardi B or Billie Eilish or maybe both. I don't know. Sure. That'd be me. Drake's got the best odds at plus, plus 150. So maybe, Drake maybe Bodog. Yeah, maybe Bodog knows. Uh, let's go back-to-back Canadian Super Bowl uh, Yeah, I can imagine, imagine two years in a row, guys from Toronto are, uh, yeah. <laughs> are the Super Bowl halftime yeah. show. And then Beebs is still available if we want to make it a three in a row, right? If we, if we want to just go for it, right? Beebs <laughs> is still popular, right? Yeah. Two Toronto and then Strat. Yeah, it's kind of weird that, that, that Beebs, when he was the biggest act on planet Earth, which, yeah, you know, there was... Yeah, but he did Grey Cup, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah kind of. 
Justin Bieber never did Super Bowl halftime show is an interesting thing that yeah, that's interesting. The fact that Taylor Swift has never done it, I find to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's also like, true. It's like people say, well, the halftime show is, you know, for people who are, you know, watching the game with a bunch of other people for them to have something to look forward to. Like, doesn't Taylor Swift kind of fit that demographic? Absolutely. Like, she does. Yeah. yeah. All and has, they have here. I think Lizzo would do a phenomenal Super Bowl halftime show. Mm-hmm. And has the set. Taylor Swift's got like the set list to as well. Yeah. Right. To, oh, yeah. To really a rock a Super Bowl. Yeah. Gambling perspective as far as yeah. like, what she do. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's she going to open with? Play those yeah. songs? I don't even know how that works now. Yeah, um, she can play them live, but she can't sell the recording. I believe. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Oh man, and she could, you know, debut one of the new songs she's written over the course of us recording this podcast because she's that good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, like, that'll the be stuff it. between the stuff between 1989 and her pandemic output. I I really hated a lot of it, but like the stuff she's put out during the pandemic, I've really enjoyed. To be clear. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I have no hot takes on Taylor Swift for sure. Just I, I'm not her target audience as a 30 year old male. So, uh, but you know, good for her. She makes us all feel things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be it for us. Uh, crossover podcast available with the crossover podcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast and soundcloud.com slash crossover podcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate, subscribe five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. We're also on Google play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please check us out on there and pump us pump up our numbers maybe give us a review on all of those um that is it for this week we will good luck to everybody on the future bets um we'll be back next week i don't know with what either i'm gonna have rob and a couple guys on the other side come on and talk about wandavision but i'm not sure if i want to talk about wandavision with like two episodes left maybe wait till the final two episodes if not maybe we get craig to come back on and we get caught up in some of the other sports as far as uh, like the nhl is currently crumbling at least on the american side is crumbling to the ground yeah, not, nothing uh, bad's happening in canada that's weird yeah, that's fine. Although I wouldn't. Although yeah, you're right. But also, if I'm in the North Division, I'm not spiking the football yet. Oh, <laughs> like, you know, let I'll let me put it that way. But you're you're right. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's any coincidence that the uh, that the North Division is still yet to have a uh, uh, a COVID trace. Although the North Division is also still yet to have competitive games a month and two months into the season. So, uh, so there's that. But that's a conversation I would like to have with you down the line. So likely we will we will either do a, a little bit of catch up on some non-football related sports or i'm gonna probably talk a little wandavision who knows um anyway that'll be it craig needles bill needles as always i hate this is one of my least favorite even though i love talking about the super bowl it's one of my least favorite podcasts of the year even though i still love it love it to death but uh man it just this is the longest possible time before more football you guys (laughs) it's uh it sucks. It'll be a lot. It'll be. It won't. Won't. We won't hear from. Hopefully, Billy, we can hear from you before September. That's what I'll say on this podcast. But here's uh, yeah, here's hoping. Uh, maybe we'll get you on to talk the Mighty Ducks when that series comes out. Talk a little yeah, Mighty I Ducks or something. Just saw it's coming out. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll get. We'll get you on for something between now and September. Mark my words. As long as I. Anyway. Uh, congratulations on a, another successful season, you guys. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. <laughs> 